Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yanagita Podcast Show, episode 12. It's going down, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, well, I'm your host, Justin Yanagita, and I want to thank you for hopping on this episode today. So this is going to be a unique episode. It's a Q&A and live by yours truly. Got some questions from you, the listener. And if you guys want to send your questions for our future episode, send it at yanagitapodcast at gmail.com. We'll have it in the description. Love, love your questions. All right, here we go. We're diving right into it. First question, Monette, how can I train myself to get extra sleep? I want to get six to seven hours of sleep. And I'm trying to sleep by 10.30 p.m. I get home, eat, get tired, and then play on my iPad. And before you know it, it's 9 p.m. And I jump in to shower and then feel energized after the shower. End quote. Okay, so this is a great question. And I actually get this question quite a bit about sleep and waking up early. And... I mean, there's going to be so many different routes that we can try. So here are some of the different things that you can try out and trial and error. See which one works for you. So the first one would be you were saying that you get home, you eat first, you rest a little bit and play on your iPad. And before you know it, it's nine o'clock and then shower. So one option could be to, as soon as you get home, to shower first and then eat. Now, if that's not possible, maybe because there's family members showering or maybe there's something else going on or maybe uh, family dinner together or whatever the dynamic is, that's one option. Another option could be to eat after you eat Instead of jumping on the iPad, right after we eat, just jump straight in the shower. (laughs) Just jump right in the shower. And I know it's hot right now. And especially if it's already, let's just say you're eating dinner. I'm going to just take a guess because it says 9 o'clock after you're playing iPad. Let's just say it's 7 or 7.30, maybe 8 o'clock you're eating dinner. And I know it's hot right now. It's the summer and the cold showering is very tempting. And I'm all for cold showers. I personally take maybe one or two cold showers every day. But I take them in the morning or maybe mid-afternoon if I need a second win. Right before I go to bed, the last shower, I will take a nice warm shower. Just chill out, breathe, relax. So that's another option. Dinner, eating, then jumping on the iPad. Right, so let me see. We got the energy. Yeah, because I'm I'm feeling the energy part where at the last part of the question, before you know it, it's 9 p.m. and I jump into the shower and I feel energized after the shower. And so that's still not too bad. You know, granted, it's only 9 o'clock, right? It's 9 o'clock, maybe pow shower, 9.30. That means we have a whole hour before our actual sleep time, which is great. So here's some actual study uh, that I've picked up on the last maybe 12 months or so and that I've been personally doing. 
is reducing the screen time because the blue light actually stimulates. I mean, it prevents melatonin, excuse me. It prevents the melatonin from secreting in your brain, which is basically the sleep hormone, right? It actually increases cortisol. So blue light, so TV and stuff like that, it increases her cortisol. Stress goes up to stay up because it wants to stay up. Melatonin, that sleepy feeling, goes down. Now, from 9.30 to 10.30, instead of on your iPad or on the phone or watching TV, if we go just to old school books, newspapers, talking to your partner, your family, whatever that might be, that might be effective in naturally resetting the circadian rhythm so that we can go to sleep from, let's just say, 9.30, get out of the shower, and you want to sleep by 10.30, wake up at 5, 5.30. Yeah, that'd be a good six to seven hours of sleep. So try those different things out. And, and personally, for me, I love taking a shower. I mean, it might not be that long. I know some people tell me, you know, much longer. I'm in there maybe five or if I'm really treating myself, I might be in there for 10 minutes and just breathing and chilling. So one of the fastest ways I fall asleep is if I start reading at night, which is why I don't try to do my most productive reading at night. I might reread something. Or I might be reading something that's not educational, or it might just be chilling with my dog or a bunny or, you know, your, your pet, basically. And you're just chilling, not on the phone, not on social media, not on YouTube, not on Netflix, no TV, especially the news. Oh, dang, man, the news. It's crazy. Especially with all the things going on in the world, the last thing we need in our subconscious is bad news, negativity, all of that stuff right before we go to bed, which even more so, I truly believe, would increase the cortisol, the stress hormone, even more so, making us to think, oh my goodness, what is happening right now? That is crazy. There's so much chaos going on and triggering and preventing the sleep hormone from releasing. So I hope that helps. And anybody else that have a hard time sleeping, just personally call me, text me, DM us, 808-427-2725, 808-427-2725. Call us, text us. Also find me on social media, DM me. That's a great way to get in contact. Justin Yanagita, Facebook, uh, Instagram, all of that good stuff. Okay, here we go. Next question. What's one thing you wish you knew before starting the gym? Oh, well, wow. Okay, there's a lot of things that I wish I knew, but if I just had to pick one thing, I would say how much, I guess, books or knowledge that I needed to pick up and learn. Because when I sign the initial lease, I was 20, what was it, 2015. So I was 21 years old, 21 or 22 years old. And I was terrified signing a lease with a guarantee and all that crazy stuff. 
thinking to myself, oh my goodness, here it comes, major responsibilities. And I didn't have a business plan. I didn't have any marketing. I didn't know anything. All I knew was just, just like blinded passion, which, you know, hindsight looking back, I, I wouldn't change anything because I feel like if I try to analyze everything and try to figure everything out and, and then go for it, I might not be who I am today and might not be without the people in my life and the team in my life and all the wonderful members in my life and all the friendships, relationships, all that good stuff might be different. So I don't want to say I regret anything or change anything, but I would say the knowledge of possibly having more education because between 2015 and now, gosh, and, and this is coming from a guy who English is his second language. English is my second language. Japanese was first. I learned English as I was going through elementary school at Lihikai School. And so, and I almost flunked out of fourth grade because I couldn't read and write cursive English because I already had a hard time just reading and writing regular English, let alone cursive. And then I was far behind the reading speed and comprehension. I think I was at fourth grade reading and writing at a first grade level. So they were thinking about not putting me to fifth grade. Anyway, for go on tangents, I would say reading more books before I started and being open to it. I had a major limiting belief that I can't read books. And I can't remember who exactly it was, but maybe multiple people have told me, Justin, if you say that, you know, you can't read books, it's true. How do you expect to ever read if you've never read before? <laughs> and it sounds so simple, but it's, it's true. I've never really dedicated myself to reading, so how could I expect to read? It, it's almost like saying, I can't play golf because I've never practiced golf before, of course. And, and so it made sense, and I didn't start reading until maybe I was about a six months or a year into the gym, which by that point, we were going backwards, we were bleeding, debt, all that crazy stuff, all that stuff, right? And it could have been less. I would say it could have been less bleeding, less debt, less stress, no anxiety attacks. Oh, man. For those of us that have had anxiety attacks where you just start shaking and I literally collapsed after one of the days at the gym and I almost went to the ER and it happened twice. So the stress, I would say that's another thing too. It could have reduced a lot of stress if I had the knowledge uh, because from that time in 2000, since I've started reading, uh, this is not to brag or anything from an immigrant child, uh, almost 200 books cover to cover just on everything about fitness, nutrition, communication, because I wanted to increase my skills, how to obviously talk English, because that's so important. How do I communicate in a specific way where it sticks and it clicks a little bit better, right? Because I didn't like being that person 
who would say things like, well, you know, this is how I'm going to talk. If you don't like how I talk, then, you know, deal with it. I didn't like that person. Or the person that kind of justifies their situation with an apathetic attitude of, well, you know, it is what it is. I just tell it as it is. You know, like I I didn't want to be that person. I wanted to be the person who can kind of communicate in multiple. I mean, that is necessary sometimes. I'm not, you know, discrediting that. But being able to communicate in different ways where it would stick to different people because I knew. I mean, just in general, growing up, our neighborhood had, right, Koreans, Canadians, Hawaiians, Filipinos, all that good stuff. For those of you not from Hawaii or Maui and listening to this, yeah, we're just a just a straight melting pot and needed to be able to communicate in a specific, in multiple different ways to connect with different people because, I mean, we were just so much diversity growing up and not being able to speak English I think I focused on it a little bit more because of that deficiency of mine so that's just one other thing that I wish I really picked up on I I really wish I maybe started reading and studying earlier at the same time you know it all worked out because at the end of the day right now is right now And if I could go back in the past, I honestly wouldn't change anything because I'm really thankful for you listening to this because this might not be happening for the opportunity that you and the members and the people in our community allow us to do, right? We got, it's, it's such a blessing to be able to connect with, through fitness, nutrition, laugh, positivity, all of that good stuff. And so back to the question, what's one thing you wish you knew before starting the gym? Honestly, it would just be the education part. I, everything from fitness, nutrition, courses, programs, all that good stuff in between. I wish I probably knew that. Maybe a little bit earlier. I waited until maybe late 2016, 2017 to really take it serious when I most likely should have started 20 end of 2015 when I signed the contract to get it on. Okay. Great question. Next question. And and, and feel free to please send us the uh question podcast at gmail.com. Okay, great. Well, thank you guys for listening too. So far, we got the next question. What is one of your biggest failures slash mistakes? And what insight did you get from it? Holy moly, man. This is some like vulnerable questions, man. I like it. Okay, so to be fully transparent, I've never said this before on a podcast or, or let alone publicly. One of the biggest failures... I would say to me, I mean, there's different different parts, right? One of the big one business-wise was paying somebody over time a lump, uh, a total of about, man, how much was that? Like $20,000, $30,000 took us massively back, I should say. 
I messed that up. I got suckered in. It, at the end of the day, it is my fault because nobody can force you to pay that. And basically, it was like a dream, selling the dream kind of thing. And so that's a big mistake. I don't want to put this person on, on blast, but this person was so manipulative and it was unbelievable. And I was my fault for being a sucker. So that almost put us out of the out of the business actually back in 2000 2017 actually that yeah summer of 2017 that's it went to florida anyway that's one of my biggest business failures now personally i mean i wouldn't really call it a failure actually because it is a mistake and I did temporarily fail, but I learned so much, right? Because in hindsight, getting burned 30,000 is much better than 50,000, 100,000, you know, all of these different things that could have been worse. And I did get some stuff from it, right? I'm not saying that it was just like stealing money because I did get some skills out of that. Right. In terms of like being able to be on camera without freaking out, because before that I could not have my face on the camera. I was scared. I would shake. I would stutter. I would just sit there. I might not even be doing this podcast. I might not even feel comfortable doing this today. So at the end of the day, maybe it was a temporary setback. I would say the other one was possibly when I was in college that I was doing the wrong things with the wrong people and got into trouble and could have really got into major trouble if I stayed on that path of partying, you know, midnight, like 2 a.m., really late, doing drugs, doing all kinds of crazy stuff when I was in college, 18, 19 And dropping out of college, I don't really see that as a mistake or failure because I ended up going down the track of fitness, jujitsu, and business. And so I don't regret that whatsoever, dropping out of college. But hindsight, I would say that that was a mistake, that I feel like I'm glad I learned at a young age, at 18, 19 years old. And uh, because... Like my grandfather would tell me, you need to experience extremes on both sides, safe and abunai, which means dangerous. So on one extreme spectrum, you're bubble wrapped, right? Nothing can hurt you. You're so comfortable. You're, You're basically just chilling on a couch eating Doritos or something. On the far extreme, on the opposite, it's the dangerous thinking about going into Yakuza going into drugs, going into selling drugs, like all that path. No judgment. Some of my friends are in that path. Love them as brothers, as friends. And it's just different path, right? Not for me. So it's that spectrum. And for me, experiencing a little bit of both sides, it's almost like, okay, Something in the middle. 
right? And another thing I would say personally, <sighs> kind of shame to admit this, but right after that dropping out of college, I felt super lost, no purpose, just defeated, smoked every day, twice a day, three times a day, tried to quit every day, failed. And every time I tried to quit and failed, I would just feel so disappointed in myself. And then so I would smoke more. I would, I would do more stuff. And it got worse and worse. And I would stay up till... I would actually stay up. I remember. Sometimes I don't really remember a lot of nights just because I was high. But some of the times I remember staying up until the sun came up. Now, you might be thinking that is crazy because now I'm, I'm almost always up before the sun. There might be maybe a handful of times this year I might have slept in till 5.45 or I might have slept in till 6, at the latest 6.30 once this year, right? That happens. I'm human too. But some people might be thinking, what the heck? Are, you're always up before the sun. You're always doing stuff. You're so productive. That's the truth. Seven, eight, nine years ago, 10 years ago, that was my life. Wake up at noon, at 1 p.m., almost disowned from my family. Oh. Just, just thinking about it, just crazy, crazy times. Anyway, I hope you guys are enjoying this episode with me. It's just... Uh, an opportunity and I'm honored to be able to share bits and pieces of the journey of Yanagita, Yanagita Fitness and um, appreciate you listening. So moving on, I hope that answered the question about what's the biggest mistake and what insight did I get from it? Oh, I guess the insight is without discipline, it's so easy to think that lack of discipline is freedom, is the path that we want to take. Meaning, without discipline, we think we're free because there's no responsibility, there's nothing. And that's the complete not true, completely not true. Having no mission, no discipline, no self-discipline, no self-care, no self-love, I feel like is the ultimate trap. That's the insight I got from it. And... I'm going to go out on a limb and say this, that self-care and self-discipline are very closely aligned. And let me repeat that. Self-discipline equals self-care. The reason why I say that, self-discipline for health, for instance, in health and fitness, why is the same as self-care, right? Because self-care is not indulgence. So I was talking to one of our members about self-care and uh, they were asking me what my opinion was. And this person was in college, right? They thought self-care is just literally not doing anything, drink on the weekends, party on Friday night and just let loose, as he would say. And he thought that was self-care is just doing whatever the heck, what, what he said was doing whatever the heck he wants to do. I said, great, great. But does that actually, are you taking care of yourself? Because that's self-care. Are you taking care of yourself? 
And he said, oh, not really, but I feel better after. I said, but do you? No, not really. I end up eating too much. I'm hungover. Right. And, and, and so this was something I realized. It's that in my humble opinion, self-care, self-discipline are very closely aligned. One more thing to add context. We're delaying gratification with self-discipline. Right? We're deciding to take care. We're self-disciplining ourselves to self-care by eating a broccoli over that Oreo. We're self-disciplining and taking care of ourselves by sticking to the plan of drinking water, sleeping on time, working out even on the days we don't feel like working out. Right, self-discipline to take care of ourselves, to brush our teeth, even if we're really tired and we don't want to brush our teeth and do all that. We still do it. Right? We take care of our health, we take care of our hair, we take care of our teeth, we take care of our skin. By doing things sometimes we don't feel like doing all the time, and that's completely okay. That's what I got from my grandfather, which he is a blessing in my life as well. And I don't want to go off on tangents. So I'm going to get to, oh, I guess this is the final question for this podcast. This is another interesting one. Wow. Another question is going to be vulnerable. Okay. If you could go back to being 18 years old, what advice would you give yourself? You ask this to all your guests. So I figure I ask this to you. Wow. Okay. If I could go back to being 18 years old, what advice would you give to yourself? Wow. So if I could go back at 18, I would tell myself, well, maybe I wouldn't tell myself anything because maybe because I just end up back here. I would, this is, this is where I would end up being 10 years later. So I, maybe I wouldn't give myself any advice and just let myself fall and stumble and all that. But if I had to give myself some advice, what I would tell myself was that you are the people you surround yourself with. And there is actual some scientific research that our brain mimics our environment and the people around us. I can't remember exactly what the scientific term is, but if you search it up, you'll find it that there's a mirroring neuron in our brain that if we surround ourselves with junk food, we're more, way more likely to eat that than if we have to get up, grab our wallet, pay, the, pay for the junk food, and then drive back home and then eat it. Way more likely than if we just have at home. So be mindful, Justin, of who you surround yourself with. At 18 years old. The other thing I would tell myself is that it's okay to be vulnerable and express and ask for help. Because that was one of the hardest things for me to do was to ask for help. Because I had a hard time asking for help, I felt like I had to do everything on my own and we know that nobody does anything great by themselves. It takes a team. It takes a family. It takes a village 
to do something great. That's number two. Number three is start practicing gratitude. Because I wasn't grateful at that time. I was just so lost that I would, it was actually really embarrassing. I'd tell people, well, what are you grateful for? I'm not grateful for anything. You know, this is just ridiculous. You know, I'm going to, my, my liver condition, it's not fair. I was born with this and they're telling me I'm not going to see 30 years old. This is ridiculous. And I'm not grateful for anything because I could possibly die and have liver cancer and all that stuff. And that was so embarrassing. Looking back, I would tell myself, be grateful for the people around you, for the people that were trying to help you, right? For your family members that were trying to help, for your teammates that are trying to help you and support you and guide you on the path so that is some of the things I would tell myself and another thing maybe just came to mind I would say is get comfortable being uncomfortable Justin because nothing happens in the comfort zone well Let me rephrase that. Nothing great happens in the comfort zone where we're just so comfortable that we know the outcome of what's going to happen, right? If we know everything, I don't think that'd be a fun life. If we knew exactly what's going to happen every single day and there was no variety, no uncertainty, if everything was stable, everything was the same, monotonous life because... That's what comfortable is. You'll never grow. You'll never get better. You'll never get faster. You'll never get stronger. You'll never be able to help more people. If you stay in that shell. Is what I would tell myself. And lastly. I would tell myself. Stop trying to prove people wrong. Because I was in that phase. I'm going to prove my bullies wrong. My bullies. They're the smart kids. They're the straight A students. The valedictorians. The 4.0. Right? They're the smart kids. And I was obsessed at 18 years old. To prove them wrong. That... The person that graduated with a 1.9 in high school and dropped out of college can do something. Because I wanted to prove people wrong. You're a failure, Justin. You'll never make it. You don't know what you're doing. You're actually pretty stupid for an Asian kid. All of these things, right? I mean, I could go on and on. That's for another time, another episode. But instead of trying to prove people wrong... Prove the people that are pulling for you right. And at that time, there were only a handful of people pulling for me when I was 18 years old. Nine, yeah, around that time. There were only, gosh, 
a handful of people that were pulling for me. And when I was in that dark zone, the only people that were pulling for me were my mom, my dad, my fiance, who was my girlfriend at the time. And that was pretty much it. Everybody else discounted me. You'll never make it. Oh, that's just ridiculous. That'll never happen in Maui. What are you talking about? Man, you know, sometimes, man, it's just, it's just tough. You know, just reliving some of that. There is so much darkness, so much pain, so much suffering in the process. And I wouldn't wish any different path. So be prepared, Justin. Be ready. Be on guard. Be on standby. And be ready. Be ready. So with that said, wow, gosh, I almost got a little emotional. Well, thank you, folks. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in to this podcast episode. Really means a lot. Really appreciate you. Please share this episode with somebody. And this is how we grow, gang. You know, one episode at a time, you, me, just together listening. I'm not sure if you're driving. I'm not sure if you're working out. I would actually love to know, like, what you do when you listen to these podcasts. Either see me in person if you're on, on island Send us an email, yanagitapodcast at gmail.com or DM us. Find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Justin Yanagita. Looking forward to your next questions. Also, feel free to email if you have guests you want me to interview in the following episodes. And until then, ladies and gentlemen, let's keep on fighting sickness with fitness. Much love, gang.